From a young age, I was passionate about nutrition and helping people with their health. When I started practicing in the field, I realized that physiology and psychology are intimately intertwined. Some of my clients just needed to know what to do to feel better. And many of my clients knew what they should be doing, they just weren't doing it. Underneath it all, unconscious conditioning was getting in the way of their success. This drove me to uplevel my skill set and coach my clients to remove some of their mental roadblocks and reconnect with the wisdom of the body. I learned about the importance of embodiment and harnessing the power of emotions to get more of what you want from life. I started offering intensive one-to-one coaching packages and I launched my Grounded Goddess group program. I also wanted to create a free offering to help women understand the power of the mind, body, and emotions. I created the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. The Grounded Goddess Blueprint is a 43-page guide that will help you reconnect with what you want from life and teach you how to build your roadmap to create it. It will help you understand why you often find yourself going round in circles and engaging with self-sabotage. If you feel stuck, overwhelmed, or frustrated with lack of results, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. If you want clarity, understanding, and more success, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. Just go over to groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint and grab your copy. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint. I believe one of the most important things that we can do is give ourselves the gift of truly nourishing the soul through time spent in self-inquiry, moments that still the mind and practices that light us up and allow us to reconnect to the child within. Move, Breathe, Create is a platform that celebrates soul nourishment. Move your body to get out of your head. Breathe to give yourself mental clarity and calm. Create without expectation to fuel your inspiration and delight your senses. Come and join us over at movebreathecreate.com and use the code kombucha for your first month free. I'm looking forward to seeing you inside the community. Over the past year, I've been on a healing adventure. I've spent the past 12 months recovering from brain fog, pain, and chronic fatigue. Like any good adventure story, there have been highs and lows, losses and gains, and an incredible amount of personal growth and lessons learned. This journey has made me a better health practitioner and a more empathetic coach. To add more meaning to my experience, I wanted to create something that would help others to increase their energy, clear their mind, and restore their health. I created the Brain Fog Bible. The Brain Fog Bible is a 47-page guide that covers what I call the low-hanging fruit. It explores the most important areas to be assessed and addressed if you want more from life, but your brain and your body are holding you back. You can grab a copy at brainfogbible.com forward slash download. That's brainfogbible.com forward slash download. Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. 
This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. I'm Shay, and as always, I have Anna with me on the show. How are you doing, Anna? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking, Shay. <laughs> so today, we've got a bit of an interesting wind about a podcast conversation, and it's, not, and it's um, kind of been spurred on by a conversation that I had via Instagram. And I wanted to share it here so that I can just like explain my insights and my learnings and the things that have come through the conversations and through the things that I have shared online and yeah, just a little bit more in depth about what that was. So I just, I just dive in and like explain from the beginning of where this has come from. Just dive right <laughs> in. Okay, so many of you know that um, I'm currently pregnant and I have been advertised a whole lot of different pregnancy related programs, workshops, courses, tools, things, baby things, like it's really like it's overwhelming. But one course that I have been continuously advertised to via social media and Instagram and Facebook was a pregnancy workout fitness course program thing. And I just found that the messaging that was coming from this program was in some ways very shaming of pregnant women, shaming of the changes that are going on in a pregnant woman's body and quite competitive in creating this culture where women are pitting each other against each other. And I must say like, it was I, in the first the first message that came through from this program was about putting down the pastry and stepping away from the fridge and all of these things and I just thought to myself in that moment like there was definitely a phase in the first trimester of pregnancy where it was hard to stomach anything and I just feel like women who are perhaps having a real struggle with what they can consume and maybe that day they only were able to stomach a pastry. Maybe that day they were only able to stomach a cream cracker. Maybe that day they were only able to stomach a piece of bread or toast or whatever it is. And to have that message, it's, it feels shaming is what I would say. But anyway, I kind of just sat with it and ignored it. And then these messages keep coming up. The same program kept coming up, you know, having a Betty only pregnancy and this one message that eventually was like the straw on the end of it. I was just like, you know what? I actually have to say something because this final message was um, all about how you should become the envy of all your other pregnant friends because of how pregnancy looks good on you. And by implication, how pregnancy doesn't look good on them is what the message is saying. And so I decided to share an Instagram post about this and I'll share also my learnings and feedback from doing it this way and what I have learned from it and um, where I could have grown and improved from this. So I shared a post and I just said, I don't believe that in pregnancy or in life in general, we should be looking or trying to incite envy or jealousy between other women or between other people. I think it's just... It's not necessary. And I decided to tag the account that was sharing this 
um, these messages and putting it out there. And I realize now from the feedback that I got from the woman who runs the account that I could have done that in a better way. Like that's the feedback that I take on board and that's, I take ownership of that. Like I could have messaged her privately um, and not tagged her publicly in that post. When I shared that post, there were many other women who also commented and, and were like, yes, no, I've seen that advert and also from pregnant women who had been advertised the same thing and were feeling the same things of this is really shaming and it's, I know that account and it's, it's made me feel less than and it's made me feel disempowered and all these things. And many other women who were not pregnant or who haven't moved through this journey, but also recognize like this is actually not a place that is creating upliftment and support and encouragement for women in this space. And so when I tagged this account publicly, what I, the reason why I did it was because I wanted to be able to offer that person an opportunity to share their side and to say maybe, and in the post that I wrote, I said, maybe I've got this completely wrong. Like I'm open to discussion for this. And I had said in the message, like, or said in the Instagram post, like, I 100% fully agree with you on having a fit and healthy pregnancy, like in getting energy for your body, like moving your body, preparing your body for birth. And I'm fully in support of this, but the messaging feels off. The messaging is some kind of incongruence between your message and what the content that you're sharing, but maybe I've got the messaging wrong. Um, I would love to open up discussion with you. Can we have like an open conversation that's out on the open about this? Oh, and then I got a private message from this woman and she was just saying how it's, so low of me to, to put her name there and so publicly shaming. And I talk about shaming women, but I've done the same thing and it's so disgusting of me. And I'm just very angry and I can't believe where all this anger has come from and went on this whole, whole long message. And the part of me is like, okay, I totally, res I totally get it. Like I, that's the feedback that I've taken on board. Like I could have just privately messaged her and not put her name in the actual post and tagged her publicly for other people to see that account. Part of me thinks that if I had just done it privately, it would have been an easy thing for her to just ignore, fob off, oh, this is like some crazy pregnant lady who's just getting her feathers ruffled or whatever and just ignore it. Whereas when there were other women also commenting and saying, yeah, this is how I'm feeling as well. Like there's more impact behind that because there's, there's more people that are agreeing with it. The other thing of why I believe that it's important to put it out publicly is because if you have a message that you are sharing publicly on a platform or a social media account, and especially if you are paying for this message to be spread as far and wide as you can, then you should be able to publicly stand behind that message and you should be able to stand behind it quite proudly. And I think that if you are unable to do that, then there's some kind of incongruence between your message and your goal or the content that you are trying to share or the, the essence that you're trying to get through. And so that was like a big thing for me. And it's not about the content. It's not about the program or about the, the woman or the course. Like, I'm sure that's amazing, but there's some kind of incongruence that's happening. And I think that's where like the misalignment for me is happening, which is what I wanted to question. I just wanted to say like, how is this matching? Because it doesn't feel like it's matching for me. And like, can we discuss this? But anyway, in this, in this long message that I got back, when she was telling me that I'm angry and, you know, it's not like that and that's not what she's meaning at all. I did get a different side of what she was saying and saying, you know, she's there to help empower women and to inspire women. And she wants people to be energized in their pregnancy, which I'm fully on board with. 
But then I just said, like, then there's this mismatch that's starting to happen. And just the way that the message came across, like I had so much reflection on it because as part of her messaging to me, she then went on to say that, you know, she runs a million dollar business and she's got 250,000 people on her email list and all these different things that I didn't really know where it was coming from. Like all the stuff that was, that she was telling me about her business and how much money the business makes and how many followers she's got on, on her social, uh, on her email lists and things like that. And it was just, it was very interesting. Like I had to really step back and be like, why is this coming up? Like what, it, what is causing this to, to come up? And I had so many insights and understandings from that itself. But even so in the messaging that came back to me with this, with her kind of telling me that I'm really angry and like all hormonal and, you know, she deals with pregnant women all the time and they're hormonal and take offense just like me and all this stuff. And it made me realize like how much of, what has happened in this year with Black Lives Matter movement and this idea of tone policing. And I was like, I had a deeper understanding of what it must be like for black women and for women of color who are just trying to get a point across that's really valid, but are being told that they're angry and they're hormonal or all these things where actually there is something that can be looked at from another perspective, or there's, there's something that that we can do to improve or something that we can do to change, to make the space more inclusive, to make the space feel more community, to make the space feel more connected and not competitive, not driving one against the other kind of thing. So yeah, for me, it was just like, it was the same thing as Anna, if you said to me, like, Shay, the content that you're sharing on this podcast is really good and I really agree with it. But I just feel that the tone in which you are sending this message is making other women feel like it's quite competitive. You're shaming women. And there's quite a few other women who agree with me on this. And for me to turn around to you and say, Anna, that's not what I mean. And you know what, actually, Anna, I have 200,000 pounds in my bank account and I actually have 60,000 people following me on social media. And, but you know what, I get that you're angry and it's a really, really touchy subject. And I just, I deal with hormonal people like you who take offense all the time. So you know what, I do actually get it. And then you're going, I don't know if you do get it. I don't (laughs) don't think you heard me. I I don't think you do get it. And so I don't know, like, I don't know. And in, you know, in this, and then the conversation evolved and I just said, I, I really appreciate you taking the time because after this private message came through and it was a long list of private messages. And I, I took a long time to sit with it. Like the, I posted it on Friday and it was only, and she, she messaged me on Friday afternoon and I really sat with it and tried to like listen to what she was saying and took the feedback of, yes, I could have actually done this privately. And that's something that I, that I agree on. And also have a caveat to that, as I mentioned, but when I sat with this and like really like listened to it and like, what is she saying? It was only on that next Saturday morning where I was like ready to like reply and say, I'm really thankful that you are open to this conversation and you're having this discussion. And because I think it's really important. And I think it's where feedback like this, that we can really grow and improve our business. And I think, and I would hope that if your messaging has more alignment with the content that you say that you are sharing with women, like I would want your business to expand tenfold. Like, and how can I support you in that? Like, that's kind of like what I, what I was saying, but it was really interesting. And my insights on this came from the reason why she had told me about how much money the business makes and all her followers and everything. 
And I thought to myself, like, why, this is so interesting that this has come up. Like, I'm so interested into why this stream of, of thought has come into the message that she's replied to me when it didn't really have anything to do with what we were talking about initially. And what I came to is that, and this is something that we talk about on the show all the time, is that when we are so identified with the things that we do and that could be the businesses that we run or the roles and identities that we have. When we're so identified with that thing, those doing things become so connected to our sense of self-worth. So when we feel that somebody is attacking our sense of self-worth, which I think is what it felt like to her, is that we need to then create we need to pull on other areas where we feel our sense of worth. And often that comes down to the material things that we have or the fame and fortune that we have, the number of followers we have on Instagram, the social media platforms that we have. And so it was just really interesting to observe that and go, wow, when she feels that her whole business has been questioned, which was never my intent, it was questioning the messaging of the, what she's putting out but because that's so closely identified with the doing and the worth and the everything wrapped up into one, like then it's trying to like pull on other things to establish and reestablish that sense of worth. So it was just like a really interesting, insightful thing for me to look at from a, from a very objective perspective and be like, Oh, that's like really interesting why this has come up. And then Anna, when I was um, sending you kind of some voice messages about this and this, conversation that we wanted to have today and you said some really insightful things as well and it just it for me it made the penny drop and I was like oh I I get I I get it now and I understand it and there was a bit of shame in me as well like that I didn't have enough compassion in the beginning for me to realize and recognize where she is on this journey so I don't know if you want to share some of that or if you want to share anything from now on that yeah, and I'll just chime in um, with some of my thoughts. So obviously Shay had suggested that we, we talk about this topic today in this, along the lines of this idea of feedback and how we receive feedback, how we process feedback, and then also along the lines of our over-identification with things outside of ourselves or over-identification with our achievements as our sense of self-worth. And so we were chatting about this and I had seen the post that she put on Instagram and I didn't know obviously all the messaging that had happened. And then she shared some of the messages with me. And what really came to mind as Shay was sharing all of this with me was the concept of spiral dynamics, which I've actually referenced, I think, on the previous episode, but we had done an episode long ago um, where we talked about the eight personalities of the unconscious mind. And we have these different parts inside of us. Spiral dynamics is a for, it's an organizational psychology tool. So it's a way that you might look at psychology within an organization, but it's also a way that you can look at psychology within inside yourself. And it's based on having these eight different parts and you have almost like an evolution. So you're moving through these different parts as you evolve and grow. And we've got the survival parts at the bottom, which is just about, you know, the individual, the body, getting those basic needs met. Then you move up into the tribal part, which is about, well, actually, once I'm, once I'm good in my body, it's actually better to be part of a tribe, to be part of a community that's actually more helpful in terms of survival. And then you move into this ego part, which is, well, you know, tribe's got to have a leader. And um, we all have this human need for significance. And it's about the 
power and it's about individuality and it's about significance. And then we move up through these other parts. We have the rules-based part, which is about systems and structures. And then we have the achiever who loves to achieve and who loves to win. And then we move into these higher parts, like growth and contribution and achieve to contribute and then eventually oneness. This is a very, very brief <laughs> 60 second summary. You can always go back and listen to the previous episode on it if you want to understand a bit deeper. But I was very fortunate to learn this from one of my business mentors, who was Sophie Kessler. And she's actually doing a lot of work at the moment on changing the way that people market online or helping us to re like shift the paradigm in terms of how online marketing happens. And I learned this from her actually several years ago now, and she's really, really kind of pushing it forward in her business. So she's a great person to follow if this is interesting to you. But the way that I think about it is, especially when we're looking at health, health is actually all about that survival part, because it's about those basic body needs. It's about what we eat, how we move. It's about the physical body and those things that we just need to sustain ourselves. So often the survival part is also, I, I kind of think of it like the root chakra as well, which is a little bit about fear or self-worth or lack of self-worth or, you know, trust or lack of trust. It's, it can be very much associated with lack, with lack of safety, with fight or flight. And so I think in marketing, Sometimes we, what the traditional paradigm of marketing is to appeal to people's pain. Let me push on your pain points. Let me push on your pain triggers. Because if I can push you into pain enough and then show you that I'm the solution for, to take that pain away, you'll spend your money with me. And so from a marketing perspective, I think often a lot of the health industry is very much pushing on the buttons of the survival part, which is not coming from a place of fullness, which is not coming from a place of worthiness, which is not coming from this place of nurturing. It's coming from this place of fear, this place of scarcity and lack. And I think that's something that I possibly have been guilty of in the past in my own business. You have so many people in the world who have so many pain points associated with fear, you know, fear of how their body looks or fear that they're not good enough if they don't look a certain way. And if you can play into those deep rooted fears, people can spend their money with you or, or be more inclined to want to spend their money with you. There's also this, I guess, this idea of like the ego and the ego has this high need for significance. And, and that's what I heard when you reflected to me, I've got this much money and this many followers. And, and you described it as this idea of these external materialistic things creating self-worth. But what I also heard is I'm important because I have X, Y, and Z. I, I feel significant. I feel like I matter because I have X, Y, and Z, which is very much playing into this energy of the ego. And I think with some of those marketing things, it was also playing into the ego, that idea of making other people jealous. And so what I saw from the information that was shared with me is this, it's just this marketing, which is coming from this survival part, marketing, which is coming from this ego part. And unfortunately, that's not 
just this one person and, and her bad marketing strategy or whatever you want to call it. I think that is unfortunately the marketing industry as a whole, not the entire industry, but there's a lot of people who are playing on people's pain points. And there are a lot of people who are playing on people's self-worth to get business. And I think this has been also my personal journey and my personal evolution is when I first started marketing my business online, I had a male business mentor. And the way that I learned to market was very much like this. There was a very strong masculine energy to it, you know, very, very much, I guess, within the patriarchal system of marketing. And there were a lot of things I learned at the time that never sat well with me. And this is no disrespect to the mentor that I worked with because he helped me in so many ways and I would not be where I am today without his help. But there were also a lot of things that I took on because I wasn't grounded enough in myself and I hadn't, I wasn't necessarily listening to myself or trusting myself enough to do things differently. I did a lot of things that were more pushy, that were more from a place of fear, that were more from a place of ego. But the thing is, is when you're marketing from that place, you will also get a certain quality of client. And I think that's where I hit this kind of like bump in the road with my business is that I was just, things just weren't working anymore. And there was a really powerful shift that happened for for me when I realized I didn't have to market in that way anymore. And I could start marketing instead of trying to push on people's pain points, but to pull them from a place of pleasure and inspiration and wholeness and worthiness. It's just a very, very different marketing game because there's more people in the world who are in pain and will be attracted to you pushing on their pain points. But then there are people who are like, I I believe I'm worthy enough to feel amazing. And therefore I want to spend money with you. It's a very, very different energetic shift. I think if I remember correctly, and some of the messages that were shared is that this lady has a marketing team and some of the copywriting is happening. It's not her copywriting, it's copywriting from the marketing team. And how that usually works from a Facebook ad perspective is they'll have various copy which they'll test, they'll run a certain budget to different ads, and then they just see which one performs best, and then they put more money behind the best performing ad. And so sadly, this is getting reinforced because more people are being attracted to the copy that is survival-based, that is ego-based. So of course, you're going to put more of your advertising budget behind what works, but it exacerbates the cycle. So and this is where I just want to like pull back into the Black Lives Matter thing is it's it's not the individual that's, that's the problem. It's the whole system that we've been institutionalized into that is part of the problem because you can't see it until you can see it. It's just as your consciousness shifts, you can become more discerning and you can be like, actually, like that doesn't speak to my heart. But until you have that connection with inside yourself, you're not necessarily going to notice. Yeah, so much of what you said is just like resonating and ringing true for me. And I agree that it's a very structural thing in terms of the marketing and especially it's systematic in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement. But I also believe that the system only changes when individuals change. Mm -hmm. And so for us to be able to, and as you say, like, 
there's individual responsibility that we can take, that we can say, what is the messaging that I'm putting out and how can I be more aligning with something that is positive, uplifting, pulling people towards that place of worthiness. And, you know, she shared in, in the message that the pastry, put down the pastry, step away or whatever it was, put down the pastry was the thing that I remember is the top, is like one of your top performing ads. And I was like, I have, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that that is, is because of exactly the things that you're saying, because it's playing on, on, on that whole patriarchal thing. And that was a comment that came up in the Instagram post that I shared of, wow, this is like a really a patriarchal system. And you think about like where advertising started that mad men era where it was based on, you're not worthy enough. If you don't look a certain way, if your body is not a certain way, if you basically got to be the best on the street, best on the block, the Stepford wife kind of thing, which again, it feeds back and back into the same cycle. So we, again, just perpetuating and keeping women in the same place as opposed to, is there another way that we can do this? And that was just my questioning in this whole thing is, is there another way that we can do this, that we can uplift women in this time when things are changing, their bodies are changing, hormones are raging, of course, but how can we support and nourish women in this place? And there's another program, another woman that I follow online who I absolutely love her content. And she also shares a pregnancy pre-workout course thing. So in essence, the content from two of these people is exactly the same. But the one messaging, if you boil it all down, it comes down to don't get fat while you're pregnant. And the other messaging comes down to let's build your body so that it's most optimal for pregnancy and birth. And for me, if I sit with that, like the change makers, the thought leaders, the people that are really innovative and are those ones that are inspiring people to look up, to have the sense of community, to have the sense of pulling forward, like how amazing could this be rather than how shitty it's going to be. So you better get out of it. It's like, I want to spend my money with the people who are really in that aligned place where they are cultivating a sense of worthiness for everybody. And I think like, that's like a big, a big piece of like, when you are choosing to spend money on courses and programs and things like, what is the messaging and how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel like, oh, this is making you feel a little bit less than, and I don't really, I don't really feel like it's resonating or I'm coming at it from this place of, oh my gosh, I don't have enough or I'm feeling like bad or it's making me feel horrible about myself versus wow, this is inspiring me. I want a piece of that. And I think like, that's the big thing. And I think in order for us to reach a tipping point where that becomes normal, more people on the individual level have to start recognizing it. And when this messaging came through and she said, you know, she has taken it to her marketing team, which I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I hope it is. And we'll just, I mean, I'll wait and see if the messaging changes on these adverts, but I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where, as you said, like if this is the advert, that's the best performing advert because it's speaking to the masses, like there's then some kind of internal question that you have to have with yourself of, am I willing to perpetuate the cycle and the system because it's drawing me the most income or am I worthy in myself enough to go, actually, you know what, I'm going to create this new model and new messaging that's really uplifting and inspiring and perhaps lose a little bit of income, but it doesn't matter because my worth is not tied to the income anyway. Yeah. I think if you are finding yourself asking those questions in the first place, you probably already know the answer because at least from my experience is that when you are ready to change the messaging, even if you are going to make a million dollars or pounds or whatever it is with the old messaging, 
you wouldn't be in alignment. And there is something that would happen as a consequence of that, whether it is that you just hate the people that you're working with and they're sucking your soul and it just sends your stress levels through the roof. Or if you find that like you get ill, or I really believe that when you are no longer in congruence, when you are no longer in alignment with your current level of consciousness, it's going to come through in some way or other, whether it's a conscious choice or not. And so I think that's, that's definitely the shift that I had in my business was it just got to a point where I was just like, I, I can't do this like this anymore. And that's when I pivoted and I started Grounded Bodice and I'm constantly evolving. Um, and by no means do I have it all worked out and perfect yet, but I can really appreciate the journey that I've been on and how I could never go back to operating in my old ways because it just would feel so incongruent with my body and incongruent with my energy. The other thing I just also wanted to touch on is this idea of codependence. And we often talk about on this podcast empaths and being overly identified with other people and their energy. And I think in the past, I've probably been codependent on my business. I've been overly identified with my business, as you said previously, as, as part of my identity. And the analogy that Sophie uses, which I love, is she's like, you're not your business. You gave birth to your business, just like you would a child, which is perfect analogy for this, this particular topic. And, you know, you give birth to a child you nurture the child, you love the child, you look after the child, you care for the child. But there's also this, like, you cannot, like, you, you are not the child. <laughs> it is separate from you. And I think the more that we work on ourselves and build our self-worth outside of our businesses or outside of any other thing that you could be overly identified with, you create that healthy separation, which means that if something goes wrong in business, you don't make it mean something about you. It's just something that went wrong in business. Mm. And I think that's, and that's essentially what happened in this correspondence that I felt was that it was, she felt that I was attacking her as a person and attacking her content and her value. And that was something that like, I tried to make very clear in that message. It's like, I, I'm, I'm just focusing on the message here. Like it's, and I think that when you have that distance between you and the thing that you're putting out, you can receive that feedback and very objectively go, oh yes, hundred percent. Like there's maybe a better way to do this. Like what would you recommend or how can you like, there's just a different way that you receive feedback. And like actually this idea of receiving feedback is something that also fed into this for me because if I reflect on my own journey, like probably about six years ago, I was doing graphic work for a woman and she came back to me and she said, no, she didn't like the thing that I had drawn and can I please do it again or whatever it was or the, I can't remember what the actual issue was, but there was some like thing that she wasn't happy with. And I, in that stage of where I was, it was like this big thing and I made it all about her and she's just angry and I bet she's had a bad day and I can't believe it. And my thing is perfect. And how can, how dare she say that? I'm going to have to charge her again. And this whole big story around it, because I felt that by her telling me about something that I had done as a piece of work for her was her like really attacking me as a person because at that stage there was such a big like 
identification with who I am and what I do and my value in the world as the things that I put out. And also as, as, as you've, you've said, like I'm nowhere perfect in this, but like there's, there's an evolution that I can recognize in myself. Like when she said to me, you know, do this private message. And I was like, actually, I take that on board and I can see why she's saying, and I can see how my message may have upset her, her or caused her to think like, why didn't I just come to her privately? And that was kind of how the resolution of the message went. I said, you know, I, I recognize that and I'm really sorry. And I apologize for, for that for you. Um, if it made you feel like that, I really am sorry. Um, would you like me to remove your handle from that post and remove all the comments that you've said? So it's completely anonymous. And she was like, yes, no, that would be good. And I just like reflect on that as well. Like when I received that feedback about it, like at at this stage, like right now, I feel very grounded. I feel very stable. So it was almost like a bit strange when she was like, oh, but you're just hormonal and you're taking offense to everything and angry and all this stuff. And I was like, that's really not my experience, but I get why it's, I get why you, you feel this way. And just having this ability to be like, actually, you're right. Like, yeah, I could have, I could have messaged you privately and I apologize for that. Like I really do. And that to me is evolution because I could have easily gone up to her and been like, well, you're putting this message up publicly and blah, 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 like created this huge big thing. Whereas like, actually, yeah, I can take ownership of that as well. And I think that's, that's where like the whole thing of the, of the Black Lives Matter movement is like, it's, it's up to us also to look at our own behaviors and how we are, not saying or not doing things which can create the status quo and because nothing's changing because nobody's saying anything because our actions thoughts and behaviors aren't aligning with the future that we want yeah and i think it's brave it's brave to call things out as you say for that reason because i see so much marketing online and it just it just makes me cringe you know as soon as my consciousness shifted i really started to like be very I guess activated when I saw, you know, certain marketing online, but I've always just, I guess, let it go and just appreciated that like, okay, that's just where that person is right now. And maybe it's also just been because nothing has ever been, nothing that I've seen at least has ever been like so particularly triggering that I felt like I should call it out. But I think that it is our responsibility to, as you say, each individual has a responsibility to the collective to start making changes. And maybe this particular account will take that on board and maybe other people also listening to this podcast will take that on board too. And none of that would have happened or the opportunity for any of that would have happened unless you had done what you did exactly the way that you did it. But I also think in that, in terms of this idea of being activated, and I think there is truth behind it that the energy of anger is what can incite change and what can drive that that sense of change forward. But often because we're so conditioned as women to be the people pleaser, the nice girl, I'm not going to make a fuss, like I'm just going to let this go by the wayside, like I'm not going to say anything. And there's there's other big accounts that I've seen that have actually called out this particular account, but without tagging them or without using their name and I'm like but where's the change coming in that because you're calling this out in a passive way that's not inviting dialogue that's not inviting conversation that's not inviting let's see what you have to say about this and let's get this this conversation going and how can we how can we create change and I think like the the more that I kind of dissociate 
although I'm still very much as strongly associated with the people pleasing, the nice girl, the, all of that. And I, I do identify with that a lot still, but it's like, the more that I can actually be like, what's of greater benefit to the whole, like then I can start putting things out and, and saying things. And when I'm from a place that's grounded, I can say those things and feel like, actually, this is, this is a useful conversation to have. So yeah, it's just like a, yeah, it's been an interesting learning and it's been very insightful for me on a very different, in different ways. And yeah, it's just made me think and, and feel a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That's where I am. No, it's, I think it's been a really interesting conversation. And I think maybe people who have their own businesses will be interested in, in this dialogue, but even people who don't have their own businesses, it may just make you a little bit more aware of what you're seeing online, who you're following, what messages are being given out. And is that really resonating with you? Um, one of the final things I had written down was this idea of discernment. We also have a personal responsibility to discern for ourselves, this account is making me feel good, or this account is making me feel bad. And if something is making triggering you and making you feel bad, there may also be some personal inquiry that you need to do. And I feel like it would be interesting actually to hear your thoughts on the show, but I feel like you were not triggered like in that you like felt guilty that you shouldn't be looking after yourself better in pregnancy. I feel like this is more like rage or it's like <laughs> the, 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 the mama bear energy that's coming out. Like this, like this is not good enough for the women in my tribe kind mm, of thing. Mm. I need to stand up. Like, I feel like that's the energy of where this was coming from, but there may be other people who are triggered by it because they are actually just not feeling good in themselves. And if that's the case for any messages that you're receiving online that are making you um, not feel good, I think it's important to discern through your own personal inquiry. Is there actually something I need to look at here inside myself or is this person's consciousness just, not really aligning with me and I need to unfollow. And that's also where we need to take some personal responsibility because unfollowing their, their, those accounts means that you're essentially, I mean, if everybody unfollowed the accounts that had all the, the survival or egotistical messaging, you know, they wouldn't have the audiences that they do. And that in itself can collectively create the shift. So just in like reflection on that, like from a personal perspective, like as I've moved through this pregnancy and especially in, in terms of like weight and weight gain, like, and the foods that I've been eating, like 100%, like I had pastries and I had cream crackers and I still do. And I've put on weight in this pregnancy and I feel wonderful about it. I feel great about it. I feel very grounded in my body. I feel very steady. I feel so unshakable. I move my body every day. I nourish my body where I can. Like I just feel very in tune with this pregnancy and with where I am in it. And just, it was exactly that thing. It's like when I messaged this account privately and I just said, you know, how can I say this? Like, what if somebody is recovering from an eating disorder and they are pregnant and now they're getting this messaging that is the underlying shaming. message of it? Yeah, it's shaming. It's like, don't get fat while you're pregnant is what the bottom line of it. And I just think like, how would that make someone feel? I don't know. And it's just... I mean, yeah, this conversation could, could go around again and again, but I just, for me, I feel there's almost a responsibility to create better structures and systems in this world. And it comes through an individual place first. So, yeah, yeah. totally. And something that I'd also just like to express, I feel that I want to use this as a platform to say is that 
I think especially working in weight loss in the past, I think that is just such a breeding ground for shaming and people not feeling good enough about their bodies and their food behaviors. And one of the things I've been aware of as I've continued to evolve and change my business is I've, I've carried a lot of guilt for things that I've done in the past, like ways that I've treated clients where I could have been more empathetic, I could have been more open-hearted with them, perhaps messages I've put online, mes unconscious messaging I've portrayed through images that I've shared or words or languaging that I've used. So I really just wanted to use this as a platform to say like that is something I take ownership of. That's something that I'm aware of. You know, I also do believe at the time we're always just doing the best with what we have. And, at, you know, as my consciousness has developed and grown and I've also connected more to my own heart, I can see how I could do better. And I, and I also feel that as whenever I know I can do better, I always make it my objective to do so. So I just wanted to say, say and express that. Well, I think that's evolution and I think that's growth and that's personal development. And I think that's what this whole conversation is about is, you know, how can we up-level ourselves so that we can inspire and pull other people to be up-leveled and feel worthy in themselves too. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Anything else you wanted to say, Shay? No, I think I've, yeah, gone around in a lot of the circles around the same kind of things, but I just, at least I hope this, this, this podcast has just given you some food for thought in terms of where you are and the messaging that you're consuming and where you're choosing to align yourself with or who you're choosing to align yourself with and yeah, choose the people that make you feel whole and worthy and yeah, of value just because yeah. you are. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Have an amazing day, everyone. And we look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week.